Welcome to God, Goals, and Girl Talk, where we discuss living in the culture while living for the kingdom. Join in as we discuss how God's word applies to our lives in relationships, careers, and fulfilling our purpose. Girl, let's talk. Here's your host, Sharla Walker. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I pray that you all have a safe and productive week. I am just so excited um, about this week's episode because we're going to be bringing some practicality into um, God's Word. And I really am feeling led to give you guys just some instructions, some tips on one of the most critical aspects of our Christian walk. And um, so while this episode won't be like super duper, you know, heavy in scripture where we're usually picking tons and tons of scripture apart, um, my prayer is that you will be given some tools to just dive in and really understand the word of God in a new way. Um, I feel like in this season that we're in, we have a lot more time on our hands and we are less distracted by the hustle and bustle of like our pre-COVID lives. Um, And so I'm gonna take this time just to challenge you to become a student. And while I'm not telling you to go out and enroll in school unless God told you to and insist be obedient, okay? Um, I have seen like all these like crazy memes. It's like, if you don't come out of this with a new skill, then you never lack time, you lack motivation. First of all, that is false, okay? What we are experiencing right now is like a series of corporate traumas and you do not need to feel the added pressure of trying to meet some societal benchmark of having a whole business developed in this season if that's not what God has called you to do, okay? So, no. Um, However, I do want to take this opportunity to encourage you to take this time to become a student of the word. And I have really um, found like when I first got saved, I did not know how to hear from God, like had no clue, like, is this me, is this God, like what's good? Um, So I had talked to my Gigi and she very quickly directed me to the word of God. And I just um, remember her saying to me like, God speaks to us and, um, you know, God speaks to us through his words, sweetheart. It sounded so much better when she said it, but that's what she said. Like God speaks to us through his word and he speaks to us, um, in so many different ways, but understanding that he speaks through his word is so important. Like his word is living. And sometimes I feel like we're looking for God to like send doves, send a burning bush, thunder, like part the sky, come down, send us a text, slide in the DMs, like no. (laughs) Um, And that's not how, you know, God is going to always speak to us. And so today we're just going to really dive into becoming a student of the game, right? And this is not a game, but it sounded good. And so we're going with that. (laughs) So I really feel passionate about this on so many levels. Um, I just really want y'all to like hear my heart in this and just really understand how much my life changed in the spirit when I stopped simply just reading the word of God and I began to study it. Like too many of us are open up our Bible app, um, reading the scripture and going on with our day and like check this off some like religious list. And I really feel like in this season where there's so much confusion in the world and so many people looking for answers, we need to be studying and being students 
of the word of God. And so we're going to look at some concepts on like reading versus studying. So y'all can really understand where my heart is coming from. I'm not saying that um, reading the Bible is bad. No, but I want you to go beyond that, right? So reading is defined as performing the act of reading words or to become acquainted with or look over contents of something. While on the other hand, studying is defined as the application of your mental faculties to acquire knowledge, the careful and extended consideration of a subject, or to read in detail, especially with the intent of learning, right? So we can't merely be satisfied with like reading the, you know, the Bible app scripture, reading the passage, just to say that we did our Christian duties for the day, like God needs us to read the word for him. No, the word is for us, okay? Um, we are disciples of Jesus. And so as disciples, we should study and follow um, the word, unlike the Pharisees, right, who merely adhered to religious activities, all the while they literally met God and did not know and rejected God in the flesh of Jesus. Like, how scary is that? Like, do you spend enough time with God that if he presented himself to you, you would know it was him? Because Jesus didn't come through, um, you know, stunting on them. Like, he didn't come through with gold wings. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. Like, he came very unassuming in, you know, born in a manger <laughs> um, to two regular, regular parents. And he seemed... You know, they knew something was different about him, but he wasn't, it was not obvious to people who didn't want to see it that Jesus was the son of God. These people who had studied the law, had had been put in position, rejected God. You can read the Bible, but if you don't apply it, if you're not a student, you can end up like the Pharisees. And I don't want that for your life, okay? So... Um, God tells us in Joshua 1 and 8 that we are to study, right? He don't say read the Bible. It says, study this book of instruction continually, continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. If you want to know why you have not been successful, is it because that you're not studying the book of instruction continually? That you're not meditating on it? And I'm not talking about spooky, new age, witchcraft um, that's claiming to be, not that kind of meditate. Meditate means to focus your thoughts on, right? So that's what I mean in terms of meditate. And that's what the Bible means in that. Not your chakras and chakra zulu and all that stuff. No, uh-uh. Um, but the Bible is our book of instruction and instruction is defined as an outline or a manual of technical procedures god has literally given us the outline to navigate life but we are not even scratching beyond the surface and then we have the audacity to say that god isn't speaking to us and second timothy 3 16 um timothy tells us that all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. 
It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what is what to do right. Oh, it says teaches us what to do. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. It teaches us <laughs> to do what is right. Pray for me, y'all. Um, and it it just reminds me like who who takes a test without studying? Who takes a test like I know in nursing school, the first thing, like, are we getting a study guide? Okay. They wanted to call it different things now. I don't know. You know, I'm a teacher, so they would call it a content outline. Are we getting a study guide or not? That was the first question. Anybody who's been to school, like me, <laughs> who's taking the test without looking at a study guide? We know that test comes with the territory of being in our flesh. Right. But then Paul tells us in first Corinthians 10, 13, that our father has already provided us with the tools that we need to pass the test. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so you can endure. This is very similar to what we saw um, when Jesus used the word to overcome the devil in the wilderness while he was being tested. So you want to make sure that we're following our example and our example is Jesus. Y'all hear me say this all the time. So if Jesus was able to use the word to overcome temptation, we also have that same power. But many of us don't unlock that power because we refuse to study the Bible. Study it and not read it. That we use our mental faculties, that we use our brain, that we're using it to apply it to ourselves and not just reading it to say, oh, okay, I read my Bible today and in my quiet time. Can you tell me what you learned in your quiet time? Anytime that I'm reading the word, even if it seems something that it seems small, right? Me and my husband were talking about the book of Exodus and he was just overwhelmed with a lot of the attention to detail that God had. And I said, okay, you know, the tabernacle and this and that. And a lot of people will assume that because Jesus came and he did fulfill the law that we can't learn anything from the Old Testament, but that is false. There are a lot of things that I've learned in reading the Old Testament. Go back and listen to obedience over sacrifice. That was all Old Testament. Yeah, you know, God's not going to come and, you know, have me fall into a pit or, you know, he's not going to open the earth and swallow me. He could. But that is not going to happen because of the grace of God, of Jesus and the grace of God that he gave us through Jesus. But I also see where Moses should have just been obedient and how it cost him everything because he wasn't and it in my life I can apply that okay I want to make sure that I'm walking in obedience that I'm not just doing things and sacrificing things because it looks good but I'm truly being obedient to the the call that God has on my life and so it is so important that when you're reading a scripture when you're reading a passage when you're studying that you say okay God how does this apply to me a lot of times that's where people have that disconnect with the Bible is because they're not asking God to show them, how does this apply to my life? Where can I use this? Okay, God, I know that I'm not reading this by mistake. 
And in your prayer time, asking God to, you know, if, if you're reading about a certain leader, give me the characteristics of, of Joshua. Allow me to be bold for you. Allow me to have courage for you. Where in my life am I allowing the opinions of others, right, of the 10 others to mute, you know, to mute out what God is saying? I want to be courageous like Joshua and Caleb. And that's Old Testament, but that applies today. So it is so important that you are a student and you are studying and you are not merely reading. Hey guys, it's your girl, Sharla Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am here to talk to you today about starting your own podcast. If you want to start your own podcast, I'm going to share my podcasting secrets with you. I use a program called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. First off, it is free 99, costs you no money at all. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more platforms. You can make money with your podcast, getting your coins with no minimum listenership. It is everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are wanting to do something new in 2020, you want your voice to be heard, you want to start a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, so while we're talking about Jesus in the wilderness, let's go ahead and discuss testing versus temptation. I want to be very clear that God does not tempt us. And we know that because in reading James, um, James 1, 13 through 15, it tells us this. And in the Message Bible, it says, do not let anyone under pressure to give in to evil say, God is trying to trip me up. God is impervious to evil and puts no evil in one's way. The temptation to give into evil comes from us and only us. We have no one to blame, but the leering, seducing flame up of our own lust. Lust gets pregnant and has a baby. Sin. Sin grows up to adulthood and becomes a real killer. Now, when I was reading this, I was really like, what? Lust? And had to then, of course, look up the definition. And the world has put lust and like sexual impurity together. Now, you can be lustful for someone in a sexual way, but in this scripture, they are referencing um, like the craving, like wanting to, um, it's like this intense need. So lust is this intense need um, to satisfy a craving. So if somebody disrespects you and you have this intense need to seek revenge, and you plot their death, right? That is the the baby, right? That's lust. So lust gets pregnant. So your intense need to um, seek revenge, you put action to that. And now you've committed murder, which is a sin, right? So don't think of lust just in a sense of sexual impurity because it's more than that. If you have a problem with eating and you want these cookies because you know you want cookies, but you know that you've already had two rolls of the Oreos, sis, 
you know now we're crossing into gluttony, child, because you're not hungry. You're just eating to be eating, right? So that craving, that lust for these sweets, that need to fulfill your fleshly craving for it, so you're lusting after cookies. You can be lusting after um, what you think success is. And so now you are being greedy, which is a sin, right? Um, greed is produced as a sin of that because you're willing to do whatever it takes, no matter if that means um, compromising your morals to, to go after the money, the cars, the stuff, right? All of that is lust. So don't connect lust only to sexual immorality. And it tells us very clear in James, right? Lust gets pregnant and has a baby. Sin. Sin grows up to adulthood and becomes a real killer. That does not come from God. Right? It says, do not let anyone under pressure to evil say, God is trying to trip me up. He is impervious to evil and puts evil in no one's way. That's our flesh. It's a part of our sinful nature. However, we do know that God will test us. In Matthew 4, 1 and 4, it tells us in the Message Bible that next Jesus was taken into the wild by the Spirit for the test. The devil was ready to give it. Jesus pre prepared for the test by fasting 40 days and 40 nights. That left him, of course, in the state of extreme hunger, which the devil took advantage of in the first test. Since you are God's son, speak the word that will turn these stones into loaves of bread. Jesus answered by quoting Deuteronomy. It takes more than bread to stay alive. It takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. Right? So now we know that the spirit led Jesus to the test. But the devil was the one doing the tempting. Right? So what's the difference? Temptation is actually enticing someone to do wrong by promise of pleasure or gain. However, testing is a basis for an evaluation and a procedure that is used to characterize substance, right? So I like to watch documentaries on Netflix and there's a, um, a Netflix documentary, I, wanna, I think it's called How to Fix a Drug Scandal. And it's about these women, um, one in particular, who is a crime analyst, like works in the crime lab um, for drugs. And what she does is when the drugs come through, she has to test them for their purity to see if this is really drugs or was this like baby powder, right? And a lot of people were convicted because of this. Long story short, sis was taking the drugs. It was a whole thing. And then all these people's convictions had to get overturned. It is the wildest Thing, and this was like real life so it's a documentary but she was testing this to see what this stuff was really made of right versus a temptation which she gave into because she started taking the drugs so she was testing the substances she was testing the you know the substances to find out um, what they were made of it was an evaluation to characterize the substance versus um, being enticed to do the wrong thing for pleasure or for gain. God does not entice you to do wrong. That's not who God is. So God does not tempt people, but he will test you to find out and to be able to characterize 
what's in you? What's that stuff? What's that substance that's in you? Is it more of him or is it more of your flesh? So you know that a lot of times, um, like when you go and get like jewelry and things, jewelry and things appraised, um, the value is determined by testing it. And that's really important because it's like trying to build muscle in the gym, right? You add more resistance to the bar, more weight to the bar, that's the test, to increase your strength and get gains, muscle, right? And the testing of your faith produces gains in the spirit. Now, I don't be in the gym like I should, but, okay? I do stay in the word and I can tell you that I really have seen so many different gains that I've achieved in the spirit and not just myself, but the people attached to me. My husband will tell you um, things that he's seen change and transform in me as I've continued to go through these different tests and also pass the test because I've been studying or I know where to go to seek the answer and I've continued to grow in, in my faith. You know, we go from glory to glory, faith to faith. And so even though, you know, my quads aren't what they used to be, okay, my faith muscles are strong and I continue to build on that, right? And this is not a foreign concept because James tells us again in James 1, 3 and 4, um, that for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete and needing nothing. Right? So we welcome the test because that means that my faith is going to grow. I'm going to continue to get these gains in the spirit. When you're in the gym, it doesn't feel good. You're sore the next day. So, you know, this the test isn't always going to feel good. You may have some areas where like, ooh, that didn't feel great. Mm, that's not cool. But just like God tells us that he's He's pruning us, that he's cutting some things away from us, just like um, with, you know, with gold, gold gets put into the fire, right? And then they know that the gold is at its purest form because there is a reflection. They can see the reflection in the gold. So allow God to continue to test you, to continue to put you um, through the the proverbial you know through the test so you can so he can burn away those impurities because he wants to see his reflection when he looks at you right and so it may not feel good but we know that romans 8 28 tells us that all things are working together for our good and so we know that in life we're going to have tests right i promise you that the tests of life are not the tests that you want to cram for like if you are procrastinating and you want to wait until you're in the middle of the storm, that's you're cheating yourself, right? You're cheating yourself out of your victory in that way. And that is why it's so important that you meditate, which means to focus your thoughts on the word day and night, like we read in Joshua 1 and 8. Check God's Resume is a personal reflection journal that challenges you to build God's resume in your life. Do you often feel like signs and wonders do not occur in your life? Are you feeling like you're in an impossible season? Sis, no, it is time for you to check God's resume. His goodness and his miracles are all over your life. He has been doing this. 
I had such an amazing time developing this journal and God reminded me of so many times where he has kept me. And if you are looking for a great tool to improve your posture of gratitude and just to learn more about the character of God, this journal is for you. It's available on Amazon and it makes for a great gift and it's great for a Bible group study tool too. Now, I want you to get this journal. Like I said, it is phenomenal. It's over 200 pages. There's guided study. Um, you learn about the different names and character of God and you literally go through and build his resume from his personal information all the way down to his accolades and awards just like you would build your own resume it is so cool it's so fun and god just really reminded me of all of the crazy situations that i found myself in where he had his hand on my life y'all he been out here saving us okay get the journal get in a position and a posture of gratitude i pray that it blesses you you need to get it now let's get back to the show okay so let's get to the best part okay we about to talk about that action so studying requires an action right I'm in school um, for my third and final time, and for any of my friends who are listening to this, I mean it for real. Keep your judgy eyes to yourself, okay? Keep your eyes on yourself. <laughs> uh, but I am in school for my third and final time, right? And anyone who has ever attended school, you understand that you will not pass the test, child, if you just come in reading the material one time and then show up on the day of the exam. You're going to fail. <laughs> right um the material a lot of times is introduced by the teacher and then what you do is you continue to come to school more so in you know different um this happens more so like in your k through 12 but you know every day you come to class and the teacher throughout the week has you complete assignments um you do discussions you may watch videos and it reinforces the topic this happens in college too but not in the same way that it like i remember it very vividly in um you know in high school like we come in monday they introduce it tuesday we get in groups and do something wednesday we watch a video about it thursday we get a homework assignment about it and then we have a test on friday right and it requires you to really immerse yourself in the information so that way on exam day right you are ready and you pass the test because you have been able to apply the information throughout the week. So this is not, um, you know, it's not foreign to you. And you have to think too, if you don't pass a test, what happens? A lot of times you have to retake the test, right? And if you do that too many times, you have to retake the entire class. Okay, because that definitely happened to me in geometry. But God is a redeemer in these streets. Okay, and I will say, I have never, ever, ever, ever had to use the Pythagorean theorem in my adult life. So I don't really understand. But okay, that's uh, besides the point. <laughs> but um, I read this quote in my studies. Quote, y'all pray for me today. I read this quote in my studies and um, I thought it was so powerful. And it says, merely reading the word and not studying is like chewing your food and spitting it out. I read that and I was like, yes, you better come through, Holy Spirit. You would never 
cook all this food, do all this work, right? Can you imagine? Imagine this with me, because I could never imagine it. Your mama then came home from work, cooked this food, okay? You sit down at the table. You put the food in your mouth, you chew it, and then you spit it back out onto the plate. First of all, you're asking for it. And whatever it means in your house, you're asking for it, okay? You're getting no nutritional value from chewing the food and spitting it out. In the same sense, with the word, you are getting no nutritional value to get those gains, right? By merely reading it and then not applying it or studying it or immersing yourself in it and really applying God's word to your life. There's no nutritional value in you just gazing over the Bible, right? And so for those of you who need those step-by-step -step instructions and tips on how to study and spend time with God, I'm going to share some tools and different things that I use, right? Please remember that your quiet time is your own. This is not a requirement, but I really want to give some recommendations just so you can see how flexible your quiet time um, and study time can be. So my first tip is always like, you need to have a good Bible. I have a few Bibles, like at least five. You don't need five Bibles. <laughs> um, there are two Bibles that I use frequently and I really recommend. Um, and I'm going to have the links to everything that I recommend in this episode in the show notes. So you'll be able to click and find what you're looking for. So the Bible that I have is the um, NLT Illustrated Study Bible. It is amazing. It provides so much detailed information on like the people, the places, and the times of the Bible. So when you go to Genesis, it'll tell you, um, you know, the time that they thought it was made, who they, um, who was attributed to um, crafting this part of the Bible, what, you know, it has maps, it has pictures, it has figures, and even throughout reading the scripture, you are able to, um, like, read at the bottom, it'll have commentary, and so commentary is basically um, an interpretation or more information to assist you in getting a revelation in reading the scripture so it'll say okay so it um this scripture is important because in these times um people often did this or that if you listen to um this past week's episode when i was reading about the church in smyrna a lot of that information um was in the commentary talking about how smyrna was rebuilt several times um talked about how they were being um you know they were being persecuted by not just the Romans, but also by the Pharisees. And it gets, gives you more information to really gather um, what's going on. It gives you a better understanding and all these context clues. Um, and so you're able to almost put yourself in the story. And so I really, really love that NLT Illustrated Study Bible. Um, I also use the Life Application Study Bible, and I have that on my Kindle. And um, there's a section in the back, it's called study notes, and it's even more detailed commentary. Um, and I love it because like I said, it gives you that full 
like, oh, okay, oh, okay. Um, you learn about different customs um, back in the day. So like a lot of times you'll hear people talk about like, oh, there were slaves in the Bible, completely different, completely different than what happened in America. But if you just read the word slaves, that's all you know. Back then, slaves had rights. They could, they had to treat their slaves a certain way. A lot of them had to be freed after seven years. Like there was a lot of, there's a lot of context to help you study that. So if you're like, okay, God, I want to know why there were slaves in the Bible. That's what you need to look up. They, okay, they, these, this is different. They had rights. Okay, these people owed them money. And so they became enslaved. And a lot of us are still enslaved to debt. Let's be for real. Okay. Like we're enslaved to debt. We're enslaved to these bills, child. So don't like it. It was a thing. <laughs> so it is completely different than the slavery that took place in America that we all know was an atrocity. So things like that you need to study instead of just, oh yeah, this is slaves. Like, no, if you saw that, you would think that you could think that God condoned slavery. But unless you study to understand what those times were like, to understand what that topic meant and how that was, you know, how that was handled in that time, then you wouldn't understand it and you would be out here believing something about God that is not true. And that's why you study and you don't just read. Okay. I also have a couple of websites that I go to. Um, my top three when I'm sitting down and I'm getting ready to study Bible Gateway, um, gotquestions.org, and the Merriam Webster Dictionary. Okay. So, Bible Gateway is awesome. It's an online Bible study tool, it allows you to pull up different translations of the Bible side by side. Um, I typically use the New Living Translation, the Message, and the King James Version. I think it may cost like three bucks um, a month to do that, but honestly, I haven't seen them charging lately on my account, so I don't know if that's something that they are no longer charging for, but you can pull up multiple translations side by side and be able to um, read them. You can also type in a word or a phrase, and it'll pull up the scriptures, all of the scriptures associated with that word or phrase um, from the Bible. It'll pull up those scriptures, right? So that is an amazing, amazing tool. I love Bible Gateway. Um, Got Questions is an amazing database of questions asked by people. So you can say, um, and I'm being silly, but like, how tall was Jesus, right? Now, they're not going to have the answer to that because that is a goofy question. But um, it will, you know, they will give based on their research and on scripture, um, they really give some really great um, answers to questions. And you can either like go through and browse you can browse like okay so it'll say all of these questions are about um day-to-day -day living as a uh, as a christian um questions about jesus questions about the church um questions about salvation like there are so many there's millions literally millions of questions and then they also have an app and so like let's say you don't know what to study right you can hit like on the app there's a button that just says like random question of the day and it'll say, you know, it'll pop up whatever a random topic is and you can read and study about that. Um, and it is amazing because the answers, like I said, are provided by different like theologians who have studied and they have, you know, really listened to the Holy Spirit, put together, you know, supportive, um, supportive text from the Bible and then also 
each passage um, has, you know, has all of that loaded scripture. And then at the bottom, it'll have like additional resources. It'll say, okay, you want to learn about um, speaking in tongues. It'll give you scriptures all in the book of Acts. This is why this is important. It'll give you a lot of the information about the time um, and what was going on back then. And then at the very bottom, it'll say, read this book, learning how to speak your heavenly language. I don't know if that's a real book, but I'm making this up. Um, but it has something like that. And it really allows you to fully study. And then even in as you go throughout the, the passage, when you hover over the scripture, it's right there. So you don't even have to click out of it. Um, a lot of times I will have Bible Gateway open because I like to read full context to ensure because I'm, che I'm checking what they check in. Okay. Now I, I read the full passage for context to make sure that what they're saying and where they've placed the scripture lines up with God's word and in my spirit and that the Holy Spirit is dropping that in me. Okay. Um, and then lastly, like I said, I use the dictionary. Um, and it's a very great tool because it allows me to um, have a deeper understanding of words. So like in the King James Version, that version of the Bible is considered, quote unquote, the purest translation of the Bible. So um, if I see a word in that translation and I don't understand how in the NLT it's this and in the message it's this and then King James, I'm like, hmm, what does this word even mean? Then I look it up and I also look. So when I look at the word, I look at all the different um, you know, because words can have multiple meanings. So I look at all the different meanings. I'll look at, um, you know, similar words are synonyms and then words that are opposite antonyms. That's your English lesson for today. Um, I'll, I will read those because I really want to have a full understanding of what is going on. Just like today when I was studying and I had to look up the word lust because I was like, hold on, if it says that lust gets pregnant and produces sin, and it's not saying a specific sin, how, Sway? I got questions. So I will, I put into the dictionary in the Merriam-Webster, um, Merriam lust. Oh, now the first thing it says is like, it's usually attached to sexual lust. However, the next definition is an intense craving you wanting to satisfy a need. I was like, oh, so that's how it's generalized. So we just always associate lust with sex. But in the Bible, this means that intense craving of your flesh to try to get whatever it is that it wants. And so now I had a better understanding about that scripture in James that I shared with you earlier in the episode. And so that's why it's important that you study, right? And so um, also most Bibles have what's called a concordance in the back and the concordance is an alphabetical index of the subjects so if you look up anger in the concordance of the bible um they'll have all of these scriptures listed underneath that you can go to where anger is referenced and um this can be very very helpful if you want to do what's called like a word study and so with a word study you're like i don't want to talk about slavery or anger or um marriage and you just you go through and you read everything that the bible has to say about this subject um and that can be very very helpful in studying if you're trying to figure out where to go
This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by Hearts Over Habits, Inc. Hearts Over Habits is a 501c3 nonprofit organization aimed to provide mentoring and life skills to young women ages 14 to 24. Our program is designed to educate and empower young women to fulfill their God-given purpose in life. We have a community, online academy, and evidence-based mentoring to ensure that our participants are provided with the foundation necessary to succeed in today's society. If you are interested in enrolling or becoming a participant, please visit our website at www.heartsoverhabits.org. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, so we talked a little bit about the concordance and like how, like doing a word study, right? It is really important to me um, when I decide what I'm going to study that I take time and ask God what areas I can improve on. And so I just want to encourage you that when you're deciding what to study in the Bible, that you take time and pray and ask God to show you areas where you can prove in your life, right? Or if there's like a question that you really want the answer to, ask God to reveal that answer, you know, to reveal that to you. God is not trying to hide or keep anything from us. You remember in the Garden of Eden that Satan used that against Eve to make her like, oh, God is keeping this from you. God is our father. He wants us to know him. He wants us to have an understanding. He's not trying to keep us in the dark. He's not trying to hide anything. He literally left us a book of instructions, right? Um, We can talk about men, you know, my husband, he'll get something and he will not look at the instructions and he will attempt to put stuff together. And I don't understand. (laughs) I don't understand. But um, sometimes he gets frustrated. And then finally, I'm like, but if you read the instructions and then he figures it out and he gets it done. And I feel like God is like that with a lot of us. You know, we can talk about men, but we are equally as guilty because we'll come out and be out in these streets trying to do life without following the instructions. Right. And then God's like, if you just read the instructions, you don't have to be frustrated. (laughs) If you read the instructions, you'll know what's going on. You'll know which piece goes where. You'll know how to deal with that habit. You'll know how to deal with that person. If you read the book of instructions, right? And there, you know, I want to say too, like, there are no dumb questions. Like, that is, I don't care. Like, God cares about all of it, right? And so I'm going to give you an example (laughs) and God gave me the answer and it really opened my eyes to how much God really cares about me. He's not trying to hide anything from you. Um, So when I, I, when I first got saved, I really wanted to know whether or not it was a sin to eat pork. Okay. Um, Somebody had said that like pork, shrimp, like, oh, that's unclean. You're not supposed to eat that. And, um, I really love bacon and I needed answers. And that's really, (laughs) that's really, I was like, I like bacon, but I love Jesus. And I want to make sure that I am um, living my life in a way that aligns with him. And I really love bacon. Okay. So (laughs) um, in my studying, I found that under the law of Moses, there were certain foods that were deemed unclean to eat. However, I also learned that Jesus' death on the cross fulfilled the law and it removed this restriction, 
right? So I like read a little bit on got questions about it. I felt better, right? I, I was like, okay, cool. Let me tell you how good God is. So I continued to pray about it. And sometimes when I cannot sleep, I will listen to, um, it's the Bible. I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one where like T.D. Jakes and Monique, like it's like all of these, you know, all of this like melanin is popping and they're reading the Bible and it's amazing. And so I'll play it on my Google Home. I woke up, right? And I don't, I'm not going to say by, you know, by coincidence. Like I know God was like, wake up, you need to listen to this because I've been praying about this. So I rolled over and I was up kind of for like 10, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. I was like, okay, let me figure out where we are. And it was playing in the book of Romans, right? In Romans 14. And I'm like, listening, listening to Paul. I'm like, okay, Paul, I hear you out here. And then it got to verse 12 and God gave me the answer to my question at three o'clock in the morning on a Thursday, child. Okay. And the scripture says, uh, Romans 14, starting at verse 12 through 15. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. So let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. I know and am convinced on the authority of the Lord Jesus that no food in and of itself is wrong to eat. But if someone believes it is wrong, then for that person, it is wrong. And if another believer is distressed about by what you eat, you are not acting in love if you eat it. Don't let your eating ruin someone for whom Christ died. This was something that was so small, right? You're like, Charlotte, of all the things you wanted to know, you want to know if you can eat bacon? Yes. Don't come for me. <laughs> yes. It seems small, but God really wants you to understand who he is, who his son is, who the Holy Spirit is, and then who you are in him. And now I know with confidence that, you know, I can occasionally eat some bacon and me and God are still out. like, it's good. Like we good, sis. <laughs> right? God will answer your questions and confirm things um, for you the same way that he did for me. And all of the responses I receive are not, they don't feel good to my flesh, right? So remember I was praying like, okay, God, should I keep watching this? Is this you checking me about watching wrestling? And he was like, it's blasphemous, okay? I said what I said and I had to shut it down okay that did not feel great but I feel great in my spirit knowing that I'm not putting anything before God that I'm not making an idol out of a show that I'm not making an idol out of a habit because I've watched wrestling you know every day for the last every Monday and Friday for the last at least 20 years 24 because I'm, I'm 29 and I've been watching since I was like five yeah, but I'm not going to put my traditions above God, right? So that to me is very, very important. Um, God cares about the little things. He wants you to have a, under, a full understanding of him, right? I've asked him about bigger things and he's revealed himself. He's told me when I need to go back and apologize to my husband. And I'm like, uh, but did you see? No? Okay, I'm going to apologize because you got and that's what you said, but okay <laughs> right so be willing and open to that and the more that you study and the more 
um, God starts speaking to you, the more familiar you become with his voice and the more you know when he's talking to you. It's not, I've only heard God's voice audibly one time. Twice, twice, two times. One, when I was talking to him um, about this like life changing situation, he was like, I said what I said. And then um, the second time when I asked him prematurely, I was getting ready to enroll in school and I was like, if you don't say nothing, God, I'm going to go ahead and assume that this is cool, I guess, <laughs> because I haven't said nothing. And I was like in the shower and he was like, you're not going back to school right now. And I said, oh, okay, <laughs> right? But it was, it was audibly him. He wanted no confusion, okay? Um, and it was, and that is different, but most times it's just like a nudging in my spirit or um, I may feel a certain kind of way or the, like, you know, it's, I know it's God when it's something that my flesh does not want to do. What I'm like, oh, for real? <laughs> right? Go apologize to your husband. Your flesh is not telling you to apologize. Your flesh is like, Tell him what you said, sis. Read him the riot act, sis. He deserved it, sis. He deserves it. Like, that's your flesh. But when God speaks to me, it's something that my flesh kind of cringes like, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Go apologize. Okay. Okay. So when the more that you spend time with God, the more you hear his voice, the more familiar you become and you won't have to question it so much. Now when God says, give them this, I give because that's God. The devil is not out here telling nobody to give nothing to nobody. That is of good. Okay? So what I encourage you to do is to find a scripture that you want to study. So you can study a scripture. You can do word topic. You can do a person. Um, it doesn't matter if you read the Bible in a year, right? Like, oh, I'm gonna I'm finish this plan and read a Bible in a year. Cool. If you can't apply it to your life, you've wasted your time. So don't feel like, oh, I'm not progressing. No, if God wants you to study the book of Hebrews all year, baby, you better study the book of Hebrews all year and glean all the information that he's trying to give you. There are plenty of times where I study one scripture, you know, for a week, two weeks, three weeks. I'll read one book of the Bible. Um, I do a, a couple of different things to immerse myself in applying what I've learned, right? So we talked about the different activities you would do when you were in school. I've watched movies. Um, there's a, a thing on Amazon, the Bible collection really good cinematic depictions and I say cinematic depictions because we don't know what the, we just go with it okay the meat of it is good <laughs> um but like you know we don't I'm, I don't want to get caught up in like oh this is what they look like or didn't that's not the point the point is it's another way for my eye gates to see and be able to associate what I've already read and studied in the word okay so I'll watch movies I'll listen to sermons I'll listen to podcasts. Um, I'll read books about a topic. Um, so after I watch like the, the Bible collection movies, after I watch them, I'll go and read um, that, that story in the Bible. And that'll be what I'm studying for the week, right? Because you always want to compare and fact check 
everything, including sermons from some of your favorite pastors. You need to take them same scriptures and go read them and study them because everybody that proclaims the name of the Lord really are not working for him. And you need to be able to differentiate that. But you don't know that if God is not speaking to you because you're not studying and you're not studying the word. And at the end of the day, on judgment day, you responsible for everything in the instruction book, sis. You can't be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that that was going to be on the test. You ever tried to pull that with your teacher? Baby, it was on the study guide. Baby, it was in the instructions. And you got these questions wrong. And that's it. So don't be out here relying on everybody else to do the work that God called you to do in spending time with him and studying the word. Now, again, I say, when you do these things, whether it be a movie, some of the movies, I've tried them, right? Like, there's no like, oh, this, these are great. Like, I, there have been some movies where I'm like, mm, this don't sit right with my spirit. And I turn it off. And it's about Jesus. But I'm like, this is not right. <laughs> and I turn it off. So you need to make sure that we out here in these streets testing every spirit. Just because it's wrapped in Jesus, in Jesus uh, wrapping paper don't mean it's him. Okay? To include relationships. Just because you met them in church don't mean that you're not unequally yoked. Come on now. So I want you to, you know, read the books, watch the movies, go on Got Questions, all of that. And then go back and read the Bible. It should line up, right? When people talk about, oh, I need confirmation. When I go to get wise counsel from somebody, it's something they are confirming something that God already told me. You're, if you're going and God hasn't already told you something, you are not looking for confirmation. You're looking for a psychic and that's witchcraft. No, no, no. Not to say that people can't have a word from you, but tip it for you from God. But typically when somebody has a word for you, it's confirming something that God already told you. If God told you, okay, you need to move. And then you turn on the radio and you hear, I like to move it, move it. And you're like, okay, God. <laughs> right. And then you get to, um, you get to church and somebody comes to you and say, Hey, God told me that, you know, he's really wanting you to move in this next season. That's confirmation. But it wasn't like, oh, no, God said, don't ever go nowhere. If you're not talking to God, you'd be like, well, God said. But how do you know that if you're not talking to him? So when you go to seek wise counsel, it should be confirmation from, um, you know, something God has told you or revealed to you in your study time and in your quiet time with him. Right. So I know this episode was a little bit longer. And but I really felt led to give this instruction like somebody really needed this. And this is a topic that I've been wanting to talk about. But um, again, I just write it down. And when God says, OK, this is what I want you to talk about now. This is the time. And so I really felt like there's somebody attached to this show that is like, OK, Charlotte, I hear you say spend time with spend time with God, spend time with God. What does that look like? I start my I start my study time with worship. Um, we have a Hearts Over Habits worship playlist that I will share with y'all. Um, I also listen to like as I'm studying, um, there is like prophetic um, instrumental music, and I'll share the link to the um, to the guy that I like. So worship first that clears your mind that sets my heart. 
um, it just allows me to kind of cancel out all of that noise to not focus on my problems, but to focus on my God who is bigger than all of my problems. And then that really opens up my spiritual eyes and ears and opens up my spirit for me to be able to study. And studying doesn't mean that I'm always, you know, here with all of my screens pulled up and this or that. Right now, my quiet time is worship and I'm reading a book about discerning the spirits. So it's worship and then I read a chapter of my book, I pray, and that's my study time for today and my quiet time with God, unless I feel led to do something else. So, um, you know, you can walk, take a walk and do prayer walks and talk to God while you're praying. Um, you can recite scriptures, right? If you want to meditate on the scripture, you can have, you know, I've put scriptures on note cards before and just and committed them to memory. If there's, if I'm struggling with my value, then I'm going to look up scriptures and I, I'm going to tell myself that I'm the head and not the tail above and not beneath bless coming in and bless going out. If I struggle with anger, I'm going to remember scriptures about that. That we, we can be angry, but we better not sin in our anger. So you want to, you know, you can recite scriptures. You can listen to podcasts. You can do anything when you're spending time with God. That's what is so great about him is that he's not contained to, you know, a building or to um, one mode of learning. He knows that we're different. He knows that you may be an audio learner. You may be an audio visual learner. You may need to, um, you know, write things out like they're like God knows and he will speak to you and he will meet you where you are. So it, don't focus so much on how you do it. But above all things, make sure that you're meditating on his word day in and day out. Okay, so it may seem like a lot. But I promise you, like, there is so, it, you will get lost in spending time with God. There are times I look up and I'm like, oh, man, I'm about to be late for work. Sus is not dressed. I'm sus. <laughs> and, but I've just been here spending time with God and I, and I don't want to stop what I'm doing. I get annoyed because I'm like, oh, I got to work. <laughs> right? Um, and I love that, you know, once you start studying, you're not able to, you can study, but then you can discuss. And God gives you know, my, me and my husband will discuss the scripture. God gives him something and gives me something completely different. And it's just so amazing to see how God works in that way. And so, um, you know, when you, if you don't know where to start right now, if you, you know, when you go to church, hopefully virtually, and that's just coronavirus. Okay. Hopefully virtually, but whatever your pastor is teaching about, go home and study those scriptures. Don't let after you leave church be the last time you look at those scriptures, right? Because you want to be about that action, okay? You got to be a student of the game. So I really pray that this helped y'all. Um, don't forget that the final segment of our Armor of God Bible study is dropping today. Um, and I cannot wait, y'all for next month's Bible study, it's going to be fire. So make sure that you feel free to join the group, catch the replays. And until next week, I just pray that y'all continue to love God, love people and love yourself. I love y'all. I will talk to y'all next week. Bye.
Thank you for joining us for another episode of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. Email your questions to godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com to have them answered on the show or have a topic you'd like to hear discussed. Looking for a community of women who love God and live for the kingdom? Join our community, Hearts Over Habits, on Facebook. Like us on Instagram and check out our monthly God, Goals, and Girl Talk online events on Eventbrite. Remember, above all else, guard your heart. We'll see you next week.